Hello, everyone. This is B-Sides, and this is a reflection on our message on the Beatitude of Mercy. This is going to be a quick and simple one. I just wanted to share some reflections on some of the prayers of mercy. Um, And I am on vacation, leaving the better quality microphone at the church for those who will be teaching. Um, So sorry for the poor quality on this one, but it'll make do. This is just a simple episode. And I want to take you through some uh, really meaningful prayers if you wanted to just kind of re continue to re-see what mercy means uh, from the Psalms. And then I just want to share uh, one of the traditional prayers too. Um, so um, we ended the message with this application of uh, praying the Jesus prayer. And it's what the prayer's just been called over time because it calls on the name of Jesus. Lord Jesus Christ, Son of God, have mercy on me a sinner. Now that's the longest form. Uh, There's a shorter form, Lord Jesus Christ, have mercy on me. So either one, the the point is that we're calling on the name of Jesus in our hearts, and then we're asking him for mercy, for that healing, for that comfort, for that come and soothe me and and renew me. Now, um, this has this is a prayer that you can just say throughout the day. You can also sit down and just keep repeating this prayer. Um, and it's it's quite a treat to just be able to sit down and meditate on the name of Jesus by continually calling on his mercy. Um, you can do this uh, sitting down and just praying this for about 15 to 20 minutes is usually about a good amount of time. And uh, yeah, just give that a try and um, make that even part of your prayer practice, if you so want. The the prayer is basically a combo of a lot of prayers in the Bible. Um, you think of Psalm 51 begins with, Lord, have mercy on me. Um, you think of uh, the prayer of the tax collector in Jesus's parable of the tax collector and the um, Pharisee. And the Pharisee had this like, you know, ornate prayer and all the things he did. But the tax collector, it says he just... He beat his chest and would not look up to heaven and said, God, be merciful to me, a sinner. And then, of course, in the message we saw in Matthew, all those who were in need said uh, usually something about uh, uh, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Um, And so here the prayer has taken the form of really a creed of two parts. Part one is, Lord Jesus Christ, Son of God. So we're proclaiming who he is, and then the part about us. Have mercy on me, a sinner. He is our Lord. He is the Christ. He's the Son of God. We are the sinner who needs mercy. So Lord Jesus Christ, Son of God, have mercy on me, a sinner. And the reason for praying this, if you so choose, for 15 to 20 minutes in your prayer time, is that you want a prayer like this to really sink into your heart so that the heart begins praying it throughout the day so that when you find yourself in conflict what's your reaction well you know what your reaction is in sin and in the flesh but your reaction here can in time become a plea for mercy in each situation and just throughout the day uh, so that's the Jesus prayer. And I highly encourage it. And those whom I've taught it to have all said that it has been just a phenomenal prayer to add to their lives. And again, this is this is one that dates way back to uh, the fourth century when all those 
uh, men and women fled to the desert to focus on prayer and fasting. Um, so, uh, that's the Jesus prayer. Um, now to show again, to reemphasize that mercy is about healing. Uh, I want to turn your attention to Psalm 41 verse four. It is just a great line. Another line of the Psalms to keep in your pocket, in the pocket of your heart. Um, Psalm 41 four says this, as for me, I said, Lord, have mercy on me, heal my soul for I have sinned against you. Lord, have mercy on me. Heal my soul, for I have sinned against you. This really encapsulates the whole point of praying for mercy, doesn't it? Have mercy on me. Why? I've sinned against you. So what are we asking for? Have mercy on me. Heal my soul. Why does my soul need healing? For I have sinned against you. See, sin will break the flow of our abiding in Christ, his life flowing into us and through us and our life going into him. This, this cycle of the, what the Bible calls eternal life or in the Greek Zoe life, it is broken. It is hindered. It is thrown aside. It goes askew when we sin. Sin is the disruption of this flow. Sin is the choice to put our lives in another source, in a, well, the devil and the demons uh, so we, we need healing when we sin, when we disfigure what God is doing in us. And so, um, this prayer is Lord, have mercy on me, heal my soul for I have sinned against you. And that reminds me of the way, um, some prayer books, um, like to, uh, one, one particular one, at least likes to, um, open prayer with, um, after, you open with in the name of the father and the son, and the Holy spirit. And then you say glory to you, O God, glory to you. It then uh, has the prayer of the tax collector. Oh God, be merciful to me, a sinner three times followed by the prayer of St. Seraphim of Serov, who was a Russian hermit, uh, an incredible life that he lived. Um, and at one point he ends up living on a rock and praying on that rock day and night with his arms raised for a thousand days. And the prayer of St. Seraphim of Serov goes like this. Lord, cleanse me of my sin and have mercy on me. You have created me. Have mercy on me. There is no way to measure my sin. Have mercy on me. Lord, forgive the many times I disobey you. Master, I bow down before your cross and glorify your resurrection. Lord, when I sin and what I say and do, have mercy on me because of your great compassion. There's another prayer asking for healing because we realize over and over the things that we have done. And the more we're in the presence of God, the more we realize how deep our sin runs. Uh, remember Psalm 51, the one that we pray every Sunday uh, for confession. Uh, how does Psalm 51 begin? Have mercy on me, O God. But now when you pray Psalm 51, we must now, with a new lens, remember that this is not someone cowering, uh, afraid of what might happen to them. It's rather a, look, 
I have disconnected from you. I haven't been abiding in you. Come and reconnect my life with yours. Have mercy, heal, renew, replenish the wounds and the disease of sin. Alleviate that suffering and that pain. Have mercy on me, O God, according to your merciful love, according to your great compassion. Blot out my transgressions. Wash me completely from my iniquity and cleanse me from my sin. See, what is mercy praying for? It's not praying for a lighter sentence. In fact, he then goes on and says, My transgressions truly know them. My sin is always before me. Against you, you alone have I sinned. What is evil in your sight I have done. So you are just in your sentence without reproaching your judgment. Like, look, I know I deserve really bad. But you are a merciful God. You want to heal our hurts. So the prayer focuses on, Have mercy on me, O God, according to your merciful love. And then it goes, Remember, this starts saying, blot out my transgressions, wash me completely from my iniquity, cleanse me from my sin. All of those are cleaning analogies in which there's this blot of sin. Remove it. Mercy is the act of cleaning us from this filth that we've been wallowing in. It's a prayer for healing. Um, one other, uh, you could of course find so much more mercy in the Psalms, but one other very, uh, unique one, powerful one, which really is a great emphasis on mercy is Psalm 123. Psalm 123, it's very short. It's four verses long. Praise like this. To you have I lifted up my eyes, you who dwell in the heavens. Behold, like the eyes of slaves on the hand of their lords, like the eyes of a servant on the hand of her mistress, so our eyes are on the Lord till he show us his mercy. Have mercy on us, Lord, have mercy. We are filled with contempt. Indeed, all too full is our soul with the scorn of the arrogant the disdain of the proud. So notice two important aspects of this psalm, that the psalmist, the one praying, likens themselves to the eye, or to the, uh, to a slave or a mistress looking upon their Lord. So the way that this is described is the way a servant would look upon their Lord, waiting for that moment to serve them. They're looking at the hand, right? The hand that would gesture, I need this, or come here, or go there and do that. They're staring at that hand. That's what a good servant does. So here in this prayer, you're st- you're staring at the hand of your Lord. And it says, so our eyes are on the Lord, our God, till he show us his mercy. There is this, such a need and hunger for mercy that there, we're, we're waiting on the Lord until that mercy comes. It's this eagerness, this waiting, this anticipation. And so then the second aspect is the need for mercy. Have mercy on us, Lord, have mercy. Why? Again, we need comfort, soothing, healing, because we are filled with contempt. Our soul is full with the scorn of the arrogant, the disdain of the proud. Come and help us. So, 
Um, I hope that the message and that these reflections are beneficial. Uh, as soon as my view on mercy shifted to the more biblical view, um, boy, what a game changer it has been. And I hope it will be so for you too. Um, the, the courtroom analogy of mercy, of this judge withholding uh, all this terrible stuff we deserve. Um, of course, there's an aspect of mercy in which God is withholding the death we deserve from sin. And that's part of it. But the other part is that he withholds that so that he can heal us. Um, but we, we overemphasize the, the courtroom aspect, uh, mostly in the Reformation, uh, because um, John Calvin, uh, he wrote a lot about salvation through the lens of a courtroom. Why? Because John Calvin was a lawyer. So again, um, some of those analogies can be helpful at times, but the Bible wasn't written in a courtroom. And so we have to keep the proper perspective. So may God have mercy on you and may he have mercy on me. Lord Jesus Christ, have mercy on us. May you be blessed this day.